All right, today we are excited to be here. <laughs> Some more so than others. Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. We upload a brand new podcast every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach 1 Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. If you have a question you want us to answer here on the podcast, just send an email to podcast at Mach1FG.com. If you want to learn more about your financial future, you can schedule a free consultation with any of our advisors here at Mach 1 with absolutely no obligation. Just head to Mach1FG.com for more information. Today we've got a really, really good topic we're talking about. It's me, Matt Hager, Mike Frost in here today recording an episode on what number is this? 73. 73. Boom. Episode number 73. We're talking about Medicare. Medicare. Super exciting. No, it's Medicare is one of those topics that it's it's not the most exciting, but there is so much to talk to talk about. It's super, super important. It affects everybody. There's a lot more detail than I even was aware of as you start digging into it. Um, so we're going to talk about that today, and we, ha- we are fortunate enough to have the one and only Mike Frost here today to talk about it, who's very amped up and very excited about this conversation. And Matt, since you and the other Matt here, you put your ages together, you probably close to my age. So yeah, that's why I'm excited about it. And you're probably not that excited about it, but we got some great information for folks. And if you got a pencil and paper, you might want to grab it because we got some real pertinent information, specifically this time frame. Yeah. So today the goal is to just kind of peel back the layers of Medicare, what it is, some of the details of. I'm not going to get to everything, but hopefully at least answer some of your questions um, or Mike answer some of your questions on what it is and what it all means. So one thing that I was that was really interesting to learn was that I was not aware of was there's actually three different enrollment dates. Explain that. That's right, Matt. And we're right in the middle of the first one, which is called the Medicare Open Enrollment. It actually started on the 15th last week, and it goes through December the 7th open enrollment. If you're already on Medicare, then this is your time of year that you can sign up for the plan you want for next year. Sad to say, Matt, and this is the big watch out right now, if you're already on Medicare and you say, oh, well, I'm just going to take what I had last year. Big mistake. Big mistake. There's a lot of things can change. Your drugs could be dropped from the plan. Your doctors could be dropped out of the plan. So you need to go over what the plan that you have and don't just blindly say, Oh, I just take what I had last year. Don't do that. Go see a professional, let them look at your plan and make sure what you have is the right plan for you. That's Medicare open enrollment. That's right now. If you've already in Medicare, general enrollment is different. That's for people that didn't sign up for Medicare when they were first eligible and now they're ready to sign up. So if you're not on Medicare, you can't sign up right now. you got to wait for general enrollment. And that starts January 1 and goes through March 31st. And that's when you get to sign up for Medicare. 
And then for most everybody else, it's like, well, wait a minute, is this an open enrollment period? Well, for the healthcare.gov, quote, Obamacare, the, the marketplace, it starts November the 1st and goes through 1215. So you got a lot of dates going in there. But if you're already on Medicare, your open enrollment right now goes through December the 7th. If you're eligible for Medicare but not signed up, you got to wait till January 1. And if you're not eligible for Medicare and you're thinking about where do I get some in- health insurance, well, you got to wait till November the 1st. So if you turn, this is a genuine question, if you turn 65 in uh, June, can you enroll immediately? If you turned 65 in June, right, you missed your enrollment period. So you're supposed to sign up before the before you turn 65. So on Medicare, you have a seven-month window. you got three months before you turn 65, the month you turn 65, and three months after. That's your, your first enrollment period, your initial enrollment period. If right. you've missed that... Then you have to wait until the next January. Then you need March. to wait till January. Now, we're not Medicare experts, uh, but the seven-month window is it. And if you missed it and you don't have a qualifying health care plan that allows you to miss it, then you're going to get a penalty for that for every month that you were not on it that you should have been on it. Gotcha. So, But when you get close to that, the, lo- the moral of the story there is when you get within a few months of turning 65... Go start the process, start looking into it. I mean, obviously look into it before that, but you need to go out and start applying and going through that. And one saving grace, if you're already on Social Security and you turn 65, you're going to get enrolled immediately. So okay. you're safe there. All right. So so three different days. What's the last one? The last one's for everybody that's not eligible for Medicare and wants health insurance through Obamacare. You go through the healthcare.gov, the marketplace is commonly called, and you can start that open enrollment November the 1st. Gotcha. And that goes through December 15th. That's correct. Okay. All right. So what is Medicare? We're talking about Medicare eligibility. What is that? And Medicare eligibility. Yeah. Medicare is just the, the health insurance for older folks, right? So Medicare starts at 65. You can't take Medicare at 62 like you can Social Security unless you have some disability or things like that. But traditional, regular Medicare, you're eligible at 65. But there's 14% of the people in America that are on Medicare that are not 65, and that's some of these disability things and some other things. We won't go into those. But So if you're 65 or three months before, then you're eligible to sign up for it. And you should. So the qualification, like you said, other than some of the special situations, the qualification is just an age qualification, 65. That's correct. Okay. All right. So let's say let's say someone in the room that's on this podcast is getting close to 65, um, not me or Matt Hager, but someone else. And ah. Pat, we, you want to know, what does the process look like as you're getting close to that? How do you actually go about enrolling? Great question. So like we said, if you're already taking Social Security, if you took Social Security early before your full retirement age, and so that's 62 up to like 67 at this point, if you've already taken Social Security, then you'll automatically be enrolled in Medicare. If you're also receiving a Railroad Retirement Board benefit, you will get automatically enrolled in Medicare. But if not, how do you sign up for Medicare? Simply go to the Social Security office. I would recommend you make an appointment and go down there. Do not go until you've done your homework. You just waltz in there and say, hey, I think I want to set up for Medicare, and they sign you up for something. It may not be the best thing for you. So do your homework before you sign up. So, okay, so everything you've, you've said is 
pretty straightforward up to this point. But this is where we start to get into the weeds a little bit. Because you hear about Medicare, and then you start hearing about all these letters, right? You got A, B, C, D. You got Medicare Advantage. And then you hear about Supplemental Poly. Start, walk us through what people mean by when they say what they mean when they just say Medicare and then the different parts of that how that's made up so good point so there's two basic types of Medicare you have your traditional Medicare okay and you have Medicare Advantage Medicare Advantage is considered Medicare Part C and that's the kind of the newer thing that's come about it's kind of all-inclusive yeah yeah Medicare has three parts three letters traditional Medicare Part A basically has to do with hospitalization. If you've worked at least 10 years, you get that free. Everybody should sign up for Part A when they turn 65. There's no downside. Part B, everybody pays for Part B. Gotcha. That one's your doctor's visits and things like that. Currently, it's $148.50 a month. Looks like it's going to go to like $155 a month next year. So if you fail to sign up, then they're going to tack on a surcharge for every month you don't sign up when you should on Part B. That also applies, now we said Part A is free as long as you work 10 years. Part B is 148.50 for everybody, unless you make too much money, and we'll get to that in a minute. And then Part D, Part D is optional. Part D is prescription drugs. However, if you don't take Part D until you're 70, and then you wanna sign up for Part D, then you're going to get that surcharge for all the years you were not on it. Makes no sense to me. It happened to my dad. He was 88 years old before he needed it, signed up for it, and we got this huge surcharge for the few months he lived past that. Made no sense. He never asked anybody to pay for his prescriptions, but now they charge him a surcharge. So moral of the story is when you sign up, make sure you sign up. If traditional Medicare is the route you go, Part A is free, Part B is $148.50 per month, and Part D depending on the drugs you use, could be from $20 to $50 a month. Okay, and Part B, Part D is optional. Part D is absolutely optional, prescription drugs. Right, okay. And the surcharge related to Part B, does that stay with you for life? It does. Okay. That's, it does. That stinks. So, yeah, yeah. don't, you, yeah. you don't need mess to sign up, up. Yeah. right? Okay. All right, so we got traditional Medicare with A, B, and D. Explain Medicare Advantage. All right, so A, hospital, B, doctor visits, D, prescription drugs. Part C, fairly new, about 40% of Americans are on this now, encompasses all of that for one price. You still pay the $148.50. Okay. Everybody pays that. But now Medicare Advantage is managed by an insurance company, right. not the federal government. The government gives that insurance company, let's say Matt Hager here, he signs up for Part C, Medicare Advantage. All right. He's going to pay his $148.50 a month. The government's going to give... United Healthcare, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, whoever it is that's managing his care, X amount of dollars a year. The insurance company says, you know what, I can manage that better than the federal government. And so then they'll add in prescription drugs, vision, dental, hearing, visits to a gym or taking you to the doctors or meals. That's all can be wrapped in Medicare Advantage because the insurance companies are so much more efficient. So the question is, why wouldn't everybody do Medicare Advantage? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I'm glad you asked, Matt. (laughs) Well, Medicare Advantage is local. So like here in Northwest Arkansas, we have a big presence for Mercy. Right. So if you're in Medicare Advantage, you'd probably be in the Mercy Network. All right, let's say you take a trip to the Caribbean and you have an event. 
Well, you're not covered in so the So it derivative. goes back to since it's ran mm-hmm. through traditional insurance carriers, it gets in back into kind of the in-network, out-of-network stuff. Exactly. Okay. Now, they're all a little bit different. Sure. Okay. So but the key is if, if your doctors are in the Medicare Advantage program, if your drugs are in the Medicare Advantage program, and you don't travel a lot, it may be a great program for you. But this is what we talked about earlier, Matt. If you're on Medicare Advantage, and now it's open enrollment period, and you love your Medicare Advantage, yeah, everything's great, and you don't investigate if there's any changes and you just keep going, you may find out next year the drugs you're taking are no longer covered. Yeah. And now you're up that famous creek without a paddle. So investigate what you have every single year. Medicare Advantage is wonderful. 40% of the people use it, but it's not for everybody. If you do a lot of international travel, you take some strange drugs, you have doctors in other cities, it might not work for you. But if it does, a lot of times it has no monthly premium, very low if any deductibles, and then it added those things we mentioned, dental, vision, and hearing. By the way, that none of those are covered under traditional Medicare. So with the traditional, is this where you hear some people going out and saying, hey, I'm going to go get a supplemental policy? That's if they have traditional, they're adding that to this to the traditional Medicare. Great point, Matt. And we're going to talk about this. They're called Medigap policies. So now, now we're back to traditional Medicare, Part A, Part B, Part D. Each one of those have a coinsurance and a deductible. Deductible meaning you got to pay X amount out of pocket before the insurance pays. Right. And then once the insurance starts paying, you still got to pay a portion. So then you get this Medigap policies. And here to confuse most people again, the Medigap policies, it doesn't matter where you get them, these are issued by insurance companies now. All of them have letters like A through G. Now, the one, the best one they had paid all your deductibles. They've taken that one away unless you've been grandfathered under it. But if you get a G plan from United Healthcare and the other Matt here gets a G plan from Blue Cross Blue Shield, they have to be exactly alike except for the price. So you need to shop those. So that's Medigap. So you pay a premium every month so that you don't get hit with all this coinsurance and these deductibles. Now, you'll probably still have some, but depending on the plan, what would be in how much you'll pay out of pocket. Right. So I think one thing that I can see being hard for people to get used to transitioning from retirement is a lot of people, you know, they've been employed their whole life, and they've just had the insurance their employers provided. So this whole idea of shopping coverage has never been something they've had to worry about because – you just have the insurance that you have through work and you make it work the best you can with your situation where now all of a sudden you're going out and it's it's something you need to look at and it almost needs to be like a recurring calendar event every year hey, i'm going to look at this each and every year to make sure i have what makes the most sense for me you know we've talked about decision fatigue before but right. and you're right matt you know everybody's got their health insurance while they're working and now they got to figure out well what do i want medicare advantage do i want medicare traditional which Medigap policy. And once you made that decision, and it seems to work well with you, it's like, I don't want to go through that again. I just keep what I got. Right. That's bad news. Bad news. If you get nothing else from this podcast today, investigate what you have and make sure you know what you have. Right. And a good thing to keep in mind is that I've heard people say this because it almost, I think, can feel like it for certain people, but thinking that Medicare is free. Ah. Because if you're on Social Security, 
Correct me if I'm wrong. It's not a premium that you write a check for every month, right? They just withhold it from your Social Security. Right. As we said earlier, if you're on Social Security, you get automatically enrolled in Medicare. Right. And once you're on Social Security, your Medicare cost will come out of your Social Security check before you ever get it. Right. So if you if you're someone who's you know happened to be applying for Social Security mm -hmm. right at around the same time you're going through the Medicare process, that could be something that you know depending on how attentive the details you are. You kind of oversee and say, like, well, you know, I'm not paying anything for Medicare I'm not, until you look at your Social Security check, basically, and see that uh, that's being withheld. And you sign up for Medicare at the Social Security office. See how that works? Yeah. 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 Okay. So this is one thing we've talked about in some of our client events here recently, but this whole idea of Irma. And Irma's not uh, a name, right, of, of a person, but Irma. Explain what that is and why it's something that we should be aware of. Irma is not your friend. If Irma comes to visit you, you want to kick her out. So Irma, what does it stand for? I-R-M-A-A. Income-Related Monthly Adjustment Amount. If in retirement, when you're on Medicare, you make more than, a couple filing jointly, I think the number is 174000 you will have a, I don't want to call it a surcharge, but a, it'll be an extra cost to you for Irma. So let's say, Matt, that you are retired and you sell your business and you have a nice windfall. Your Medicare payments will go up, way up, up to, I think the top number is like $505 a month. So this is, this is assuming this is only for people already on Medicare or is there a window before Medicare? What does that look like? Great question, because what Medicare does, it goes back and looks at your tax return two years ago. Okay. So... When I turn 65, they're going to look at my 60, when I was 63, that tax return. And so if that tax return is above the IRMA limit, I'll have to pay more for my Medicare. Is that like the other surcharge? I know you didn't call this a surcharge, but like the other, is that last for life or does it? Luck, luckily, no, because okay. again, they just keep looking at two-year returns uh, okay. so two years ago. That look back keeps it kind of slowly right. away. I got you. But you will get hit with that. Right. And it will last for a full year. Now, there are eight exceptions, and there's a form you can go on and look and see which exceptions there are. And one is retirement. If you make a lot of money before you retire, and then you do retire, and it looks back two years, oh, you got the Irma, like, wait a minute, whoa, whoa. I don't make that money anymore. I'm retired. You may get an exception for that. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. It's something to keep in mind because one thing that we've been looking at with clients and clients have been asking a lot about is this you know, Roth conversion opportunities. Well, let's say you just go out on your own and do a bunch of Roth conversions over five years and you just keep converting, keep your income stays high, and this is in retirement. Well, then that look back, right, that's going to stick with you for a while. And you might be paying out the nose for Medicare and wondering why. And it's because of – so definitely a lot of moving parts that you want to, you know, make sure you're talking to somebody about and asking the right question. And Roth conversions, as most people know, when you do a Roth conversion, that looks like income. And that will make your income go up. And therefore, if you're 65 or older and you're on Medicare, you have a possibility of Irma coming to visit for a full year. Right. Absolutely. So, all right, kind of wrapping up this conversation. Oh, man, I want to talk some more about it. This is yeah. exciting stuff. Yeah, I got I to gotta cut you off. <laughs> no, so wrapping up this conversation, this is extremely important for so many people out there that are getting close to or just transitioning into retirement around the age of 65. And I guess even for, you know, people who've been on Medicare for a while, being reminded that they need to go out there and shop and look at this on an annual basis. 
give us a summary of kind of what Medicare is, what they should know, and some key takeaways. Medicare. If you're 65 and you've not signed up and you don't, or you're not covered under a health plan, you better go sign up ASAP. You got to get there and get it done, or you're gonna get this surcharge. All right. If you're already on Medicare, please, please compare your plans. Yes, it's going to take some time. If you go call up anyone out there that's doing Medicare, you're going to see a thousand commercials out there right now. But call up a professional. They cannot charge you a fee to review your plan. They cannot. Now, they're going to want to sell you something. That's how they make their money. But they can't charge you anything for just going over it. What you have may be wonderful. But wouldn't it be nice for you to know for sure that what you have is exactly what you need? So please, if you get nothing else, Compare what you have to what you think you're getting ready to go to next year. And Mike, on that note, I've got a really good friend of mine from church who's a part of this company, and they're, it's called Health Pilot, and they're basically an online Medicare broker. So if nothing else, if you're like, listen, I don't want to go sit with somebody, I don't know who I would go talk to, maybe go check out Health Pilot. We're not affiliated with them in any way, so no, no uh, reason for recommending there. But I've been to it. I've been given a demo and seen, and that's an online tool that can help you just shop and compare plans. So if nothing else, get online and do some research. And once you've compared your plans, make sure you compare, if you're on traditional Medicare, you compare your Medigap policies. Compare those Medigap policies. If you're on a plan G, would E do better? And I'm not sure if I had the right letters, but all the letters have to be exactly the same but they can be different priced at different companies. So make sure you know that. And if you don't know what your maximum out-of-pocket is on your traditional Medicare, you may be shocked to look at what those numbers could be. So if you don't have a Medigap policy and you're on traditional Medicare, I hope you got a good emergency fund. Also, you got to know your enrollment dates. We're right now in open enrollment, meaning if you're already on Medicare, now you can make some changes. If you're on traditional, you can go to advantage. If you're on advantage, you can go back to traditional. Now, here's one thing we didn't really discuss, Matt, is if when you initially sign up for Medicare, you're 65, you're signing up, and you choose Medicare Advantage, you forego the ability to get a Medigap policy. You don't need that for Medicare Advantage but you forego a Medigap policy unless you go through medical underwriting in the future. You can change back and forth from traditional to advantage each year. But once you, that first enrollment period, if you don't pick a Medigap policy, everybody has to accept you, no underwriting whatsoever. But if you choose Medicare Advantage, you may have to qualify through underwriting if you go to traditional Medicare. So if you, okay, let, let me <coughs> clarify that. Well, ask a clarifying question, I guess. I'm not going <laughs> to clarify anything. But if, so if you turn 65, you, tradu uh, you choose traditional Medicare and you go get a Medigap policy. And then let's say the next year you jump over to Medicare Advantage. And then that third year you want to go back to traditional with a Medigap. You don't have to go because through underwriting, you would. Okay. So every time you go back to the traditional with Medigap, you could be subject to underwriting. The initial sign-up period, every insurance company has to take you regardless of your health. Gotcha. Okay. Just got to know that. Yeah. Watch your income sources. Remember, Irma, you don't want Irma to come visit. If you get Irma, she's hanging around for a year, and you're not going to like her. All right? So you got to watch those income limits. And, folks, we're not the Medicare experts we do invite you to go visit the person that matt talked about you look in the phone book you can watch a tv ad again they cannot charge you a penny for giving you an analysis they will 
attempt to sell you something, but you just want to make sure you know what you have and you feel good about it. Really good conversation on Medicare today, Mike. We appreciate your uh, uh, passion for the subject and a lot of information. If nothing else, hopefully you've gotten that there's a lot of information that you need to know, that you need to have. So call us. Like Mike said, we're not the, the um, one source of truth for Medicare, but we can maybe point you in the right direction if you have any questions. And as always, want to throw in a thought of the day to wrap it up. This one is from the good old Ronald Reagan. Um, Medicare will usher in federal programs that will invade every area of freedom as we have known it in this country. And again, that's from Ronald Reagan. Yeah, he was a prophet, wasn't he? Yeah, so you could only see what it, things looked like today. So <laughs> uh, appreciate you guys checking, checking out the podcast. We look forward to you joining us next time. Mach 1 Financial Group, Inc. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular skill level or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit www.mock-1financial.com slash disclosures.